the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The gaff that keeps on giving. Yes, that would be your presumptive uh, Democrat nominee, Joe Biden, the guy who said in a speech to the NAACP that Mitt Romney and the Republicans were going to put you all in change. Remember that? This is what he came out with this morning in an interview with a guy known as Charlemagne the God on a show called The Breakfast Club. Multiple. Well, you know, Thank you so the- much. That's really our time. I apologize. You can't do that to black media. You I can't do that to white media and black media because my wife has to go on at 6 o'clock. Okay. Oh, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a- will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see. Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. The war, I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Anyway, thanks. I will come back. All right. I look forward to seeing you in person. Okay, absolutely. Okay, pal. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, Charlemagne. Yeah, that's right. A 77-year-old white guy, uh, he's telling black people that uh, they ain't black if they don't vote for him. And according to a Fox News poll that I just saw, blacks favor Biden over Trump 76% to 12%. Now, Tim Scott is black. He's a Republican senator from South Carolina. Here's what he tweeted. He he tweeted, 1.3 million black Americans already voted for Trump in 2016. This morning, Joe Biden told every single one of us we ain't black. I'd say I'm surprised, but it's sadly par for the course for Democrats to take the black community for granted granted, and browbeat those that don't agree. Now, imagine what the media would do if Donald Trump made a statement like that. I wouldn't expect to see this soundbite, by the way, show up on... uh, CNN or MSNBC anytime soon. Meanwhile, how about this one? I, I don't know where uh, he said it or when he said it. it just uh, I just came across this video today. It's Joe on CNBC. I'm prepared to say that I have a record of over 40 years and that I'm going to beat Joe Biden. Did you get that? Here it is again. I'm prepared to say that I have a record of over 40 years and that I'm going to beat Joe Biden. He's going to beat Joe Biden, and that may be the smartest thing he said in this campaign. I mean, wouldn't you like to be in a room with a bunch of uh, Democrat strategists when they hear this stuff? And by the way, this is nothing new for Joe. Um, Newsbusters.org, a website we uh, lean on quite a bit here, and one you should check out every day, put together a bunch of clips from 1987 when Joe was running for the 1988 nomination. That's 32 years ago this guy was running for president of the United States, and he's back to do it again. You hear a lot of familiar voices here in this uh, sound, a lot of whom are still around, some of whom anyway. Uh, Connie Chung's on here, Sam Donaldson, Leslie Stahl, Ted Koppel, Eleanor Clift, Dan Rather, John McLaughlin. I guess everybody on that list except McLaughlin would be considered a liberal. And you can hear them trashing Joe here. And they start by talking about Joe plagiarizing a speech by Neil Kinnock. Uh, He's the uh, head of the Labor Party in Great Britain at the time. And there's talk of the lies he told about his education. We'll get to that, too. There's a lot of ads in here, by the way, for the Trump campaign. They should have a lot of fun with this. Listen. Democratic presidential candidate Joseph Biden today faces a controversy. Three weeks ago at a debate at the Iowa State Fair, he used phrases identical to those delivered by British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock. Biden seemed to be claiming Kinnock's vision and life as his own. Why is it that my wife is sitting out there in the audience is the first in her family to ever go to college? Why is Gladys the first woman in her family 
in a thousand generations to be able to get the university. My ancestors who worked in the coal mines in northeast Pennsylvania and come up after 12 hours and play football. Eight hours underground and then come up and play football. It's because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. There was no platform upon which they could stand. The notion that every thought or notion or idea you'd have to go back and find and attribute to someone, I think is, quite frankly, uh, ludicrous. The problem here is that Senator Biden told his audience he'd just been thinking about these things and he failed to give any credit at all to his famous British speechwriter. You know, I was thinking on the way over here. <laughs> now that's a little too much because, as you point out, what's behind the words? What's there? And a lot of people, the rap on Biden has always been that it's just a surface. I should have said, to paraphrase Neil Kinnock, it's the only time I didn't in all the times I've ever used it. But CBS News found a tape of a second instance. It reappeared in the New York Times with a new charge, that Biden had appropriated a famous litany from the late Robert Kennedy about what the gross national product cannot measure. It cannot measure the health of our children. The health of our children. The quality of our education. The quality of their education. The joy of their play. Or the joy of their play. Biden gave Kennedy no credit. He has also quoted or paraphrased John Kennedy, Hubert Humphrey, and British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock, all without credit. Joseph Biden admitted today that he committed plagiarism when he was in law school. He said it was a mistake, but that it was unintentional. He quoted five pages of someone else's work without proper citation. I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. He was given an F. So ladies and gentlemen, I've been dumb. To the political community in Washington, it all seems of a piece. Plagiarism at law school, plagiarism on the stump. The great communicator, strike that. The great imitator. You don't steal verbatim, uh, or when you do, as he did 99% of the time, you give credit. Biden's critics say he sells himself as a man whose words and visions can inspire a new generation in politics. But if the thoughts, phrases, and visions really belong to others, it's a form of false advertising. Is it a wise idea, though, to take something that personal, anyway, from another politician and try and appropriate it to your own campaign? I think it was a stupid thing to uh, appropriate uh, material that was really very personal that was someone else's. Most people didn't know who he was, you know, Joe Biden, Biden and now they're going to say, oh yeah, he's the guy who plagiarized. That's a lot of people. First. Politically, that's devastating. These clips are devastating. He looks like a Joe Biden wind-up doll with somebody else's words coming out. If they're going to do things that are stupid as well as immoral, then they're probably too dumb to have the job of president. Voters are going to have to decide whether he was dishonest or dumb. Senator Joseph Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from with taped remarks of, of Biden States. during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Joe Biden was victimized by the truth. Bye-bye, Biden. He may not know it yet, but I think this is very going to be very difficult for him to recover. Is Joe Biden dead meat, yes or no? I think so. Bob? He's in terminal condition. Terminal? Eleanor? Yes, unless he comes in third in Iowa. Morton? <laughs> Dying. I say dead. We'll be right back. Now, that was McLaughlin from the McLaughlin Report, uh, and um, he said he's dead. He's, uh, he's done. He's done as a politician. That was 1987, uh, during, the 19, uh, during the campaign for the 1988 nomination. And uh, you heard all those comments, and as I said, you know, Ted, uh, Ted Koppel in there, Eleanor Clift, a raging liberal, Dan Rather, another liberal, Sam Donaldson, a liberal, don't know about Connie Chung. I'm guessing a liberal. Um, and they were all over this guy. 
You think they could have dreamed back in 1988 that in 2020 that this guy would still be in politics, number one, and be running for president of the United States after having been, by the way, somehow uh, elected vice president of the United States. And how, how did the Republicans let him get away with this? Uh, that, that, what you just heard there, was a tremendous ad. And, and I don't remember, I mean, I remember hearing about the plagiarism back when it happened. Um, but I don't remember during the 2008 campaign much being made of it. There was some mention of it. But it was just kind of a thing. Well, that was you know a long time ago. It's twenty years ago, and uh, doesn't you know, it's no big deal. This guy lied about a lot of stuff, and um, he's 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 a, a gaff waiting to happen. So uh, he's a gift to the to the Republicans, and I just, I still think it's a fifty fifty proposition that he uh, gets the nomination. Something will happen between now and uh, the convention. Anyway, there, there's this from the from the Babylon Bee, which is the funniest. <laughs> I think the funniest uh, follow on Twitter and one one of the funniest websites. This is uh, this is from the Babylon Bee today. In a recent interview with a female representative of the segment of the human species identifying as female, Biden made a strong case for why all women everywhere should vote for him without question, or at least let him sniff their hair. <laughs> Quote. Look, the thing you know what it is, Biden said. The women folk know what's at stake in this election. It's hairy simple. Just let me vote on you or you vote for me. The vote, b -b -b blonde applesauce, baloney, simple choice. If you don't let me smell your hair, you ain't a woman. Biden then sat back in his chair with a smile, having totally nailed another interview. The female interviewer blinked a couple of times, followed up with some clarifying questions. Mr. Vice President Biden, sir. If I may follow up on that, did you just say that if a woman doesn't let you stick your nose in her hair, then she's not a real woman? I, I, I didn't think I could possibly be more clear, more not clear, Biden said with a perplexed look on his face. If you don't let me personally walk up behind you unannounced and bury my schnozola deep within your flowing locks of cascading curly hair, you ain't a real woman, no malarkey. Witnesses then walked in on Biden conversing with a Cabbage Patch doll who he mistook for a female interviewer. After hearing the news, feminists around the country responded by lining up outside Biden's house to get a complimentary hair sniff, thereby affirming their statuses as real women. That is your, your Babylon Bee, and I'll be right back. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded on to the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family, wherever they are, and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. <laughs> 
You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, they're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of their amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, MyPillow towels, roll-and-go anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcases, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Be sure to use promo code STAG. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash hats. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash hats. That's BambooHR.com slash hats. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, I promised yesterday that I was not going to talk about the C word today, that being the uh, that disease that we've been talking about lately, so I'm going to try to see if I can get through the show without talking about it. It's Friday. It'd be nice to get a break from it. Uh, that doesn't mean uh, there's not a lot of um, stupidity out there to uh, talk about, and when we come back in our second half hour, uh, a good friend of the show, Hans von Spakovsky, will be here. He is an expert on elections. He's a former member of the uh, Federal Election Commission. He's going to talk about uh, the uh, mailing, the vote by mail. I guess uh, the Democrats are pushing to let everybody vote by mail. And, uh, you know, what could go wrong there? But he's got lots of stories about what has gone wrong and what can go wrong and what will go wrong if they do an all-mail-in vote. But, uh, but I came across something really stupid today. You know what a, um, you know what a Peloton is, a Peloton bike? That's a, a, a stationary bicycle that's uh, got a screen on it that you can watch, and then you hook up uh, through the Internet to classes that are streamed live with an instructor and music and everything. So, um, you know, make it easier to get through the boredom of riding a, a stationary bike, which is one of the most boring things a person can do. Well, there's this guy, David Kaufman. He's an African-American, and he's writing for uh, NBC.com, I believe is what it is. And um, he says that uh, he's a little bit concerned that uh, the uh, bike might be a little bit racist. The bike uh, is uh, – the problem is uh, the more I use my bicycle, the more I feel so good about the company be- – I don't feel so good about the company behind it just uh, because just as they're now infamous – Holiday season ad last year convinced many people that the company had an unacknowledged gender problem. That's because, uh, if you remember that ad, it was a stupid uproar over uh, something about the, the the man bought the bike for his wife so that she could get in shape, and that was somehow uh, condescending or sexist or something because, you know, everybody has to be offended by something. But he says, it's not that Peloton, the company, is actively racist or even has even failed at being woke. A quick spin through Peloton's app or blog reveals that the brand is intentionally including racially conscious content throughout their marketing materials. The problem is more uh, subtle. With each bike priced at over $2,200 plus $39 per month more for those streaming classes, Peloton users are typically demi-one percenters with cash to spare and homes spacious enough to house those speedy racers. And in fact, Peloton CEO and co-founder John Foley said those users were his target demographic. In a 2016 CNBC interview, he said, 
These are people who have children, live in suburbs, have nice homes, they have the money and space, but don't necessarily have time. So I'm sure you can see where David Kaufman is going with this. He says uh, those users also must now find free hours to actually ride their bikes or run on their treadmills in between other lockdown demands, whether work video conferences or Zoom classes for the kids. So uh, with both money and time to spare during this pandemic, folks like me confirm that Peloton users are unlikely to be low-wage essential workers. And though the company hasn't released racial demographics about its users, its CEO's own description of his target demographics suggests they are most likely disproportionately white. So because this product happens to be popular and because it just happens to be that more white people are probably using it than black, there's some kind of a racist component to this. This is where we are now. That word is thrown around. I mean, I, he didn't. He, he's not accusing the company of being racist. He's just saying that he feels uncomfortable now. He can't just he can't just enjoy the fact that he's successful and and makes enough money uh, and has enough room, as he points out about the people who have the spacious homes to put this uh, exercise bike in. He can't just appreciate the fact that he's had the opportunity to succeed make enough money to afford this exercise bike, which costs a lot of money, that's not good enough. He's riding it, and as he's riding the bike and burning those calories, he's feeling guilty about, I guess he's feeling guilty. He's feeling either guilty or offended or something about the fact that he doesn't think that enough black people are using the Peloton. I don't know. Is is. I, I don't know. I, I again, I never. I, I I try to avoid putting myself in the position of a black person because I will never know. No white person will ever know what it's like, and I understand that. But it, it, it would seem that some white, black people would be offended by him thinking that he should be or any other black person should have any problem with riding a peloton because of whatever the the racial. Uh, makeup is of the people who are sitting on the bike trying to lose some weight. He says, uh, this upper middle class whiteness informs everything I've experienced about Peloton's almost cultish community. It's a cultish community now because a bunch of people, the, the product worked. People were willing to spend a ton of money for this bike. It's a lot of money for an exercise bike and then also pay $39 a month. So what's that? Another uh, four hundred, another four hundred eighty dollars a year to um, uh, to ride a, ride an exercise bike, and he says this is where the race issue becomes most apparent. It's because of the the uh, music that they're playing. Because black instructors offer rides filled with typically black music, rap, Caribbean, or hip hop, while white instructors offer ones with mostly white music. That's uh, pop, rock, pop, and heavy metal. Though the thought that white people don't work out to rap or hip-hop music and black people don't use rock or pop music to fuel their sessions in 2020 is laughable. So you ca- you got to be offended by the music. You can't just find the music you like and play it and exercise with it and, and use it to help you do your thing on your Peloton. you got to analyze it about who's the music uh, um, directed toward. It's just people need to get over themselves. I don't I don't care what race you belong to, what nationality, just get over yourself. Just uh, there, um, that's not to say that there aren't uh, multiple and clay cases and many uh, uh, instances where people are uh, treated unfairly because of what their race is or what country they came from or what their accent is or what religion they are. But just get over yourself. And just don't dwell on it. It's a, it's an exercise bike. Oh, that's unbelievable. It's just you can't you can't get away from it. But at least we've gone through a whole half hour, and I haven't mentioned the c word once. And I'm not going to do it in the next uh, at least next twenty minutes either. Going to talk about uh, mail fraud and voting by mail. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A big announcement from President Trump today at the White House affecting houses of worship. The president instructing governors around the country to allow churches and other houses of worship, including synagogues and mosques, to reopen this weekend. The 
president says that they are essential businesses, and he laments the fact that some states consider businesses like liquor stores essential but not houses of worship. National parks will be open this Memorial Day weekend. There will be some changes at the War Memorials in Washington, D.C., but will still be accessible. Meanwhile, Washington, D.C. Mayor Mira Bowser says the numbers are pointing to the start of a gradual reopening process in the nation's capital starting at the end of the month. It was a mixed bag on Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down by nine points to 24,465. The NASDAQ gained 40. This is SRN News. Oh, whale! Guys, whale! Wow, whale. Oh, that's a big whale. Um, okay. Whale, whale, whale. Oh, no! Whale! The tides can turn quick on the water. Progressive's boat insurance has you covered. Get a quote today in as little as three minutes at progressive.com. Well, at least it wasn't a shark, am I right? <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. This is Dennis Prager and my friends. They're at it again. The left is doing its best to silence ideas it doesn't like. Hollywood does not want you to see my film, No Safe Spaces, which is why you won't see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime. But now you can watch No Safe Spaces for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. It's time to fight back and protect freedom in America. See No Safe Spaces. It is a great film starring me and Adam Carolla. Go to nosafespaces.com. Memorial Day weekend might look a little different this year. But this weekend, no matter how you're able to celebrate the holiday, take a moment to reflect on the sacrifice of those in our military. To salute the veterans of the United States Armed Forces... The greatest warriors to ever walk the face of the earth. Because we know freedom isn't free. Thank you to those that have given their life for our freedom. AM 1250, The Answer. The Allegheny Institute's research, education, and advocacy have steadfastly worked to defend taxpayers and businesses against the inefficiency and intrusiveness of ever-expanding, burdensome government since 1995. And this year, Greater Pittsburgh's trusted source for sound public policy analysis is celebrating its 25th anniversary. Join the fight today by making your tax-deductible contribution at AlleghenyInstitute.org. That's AlleghenyInstitute.org. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. This is John Samick, owner of ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employees need when you reopen your facility. Contact us today. Demand the yellow van. Call ServiceMaster. This is John Samick, owner of ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. We have developed a comprehensive facility reopening guide for businesses preparing to re-enter the workplace. Visit ServiceMasterGreaterPGH.com to download yours today. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. On the Parkway East, we're seeing some delays on the inbound side. Edgewood-Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel, about five extra minutes. Slight delay outbound approaching the tunnel. On the Parkway West, looking pretty good there, running you about 21 minutes in between downtown and the Beaver Valley Expressway. Got an accident in the Keys Rocks area tunnelway near McCoy Road. Also crashed Penn Hills area on Allegheny River Boulevard near Nadine Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Mostly cloudy with areas of fog. Late for tonight, low 58. Tomorrow, cloudy, warmer, high 77. Saturday night, patchy clouds, low 60. Clouds and sun with a shower or thunderstorm. Sunday, high 82. Monday, cloudy with a shower or thunderstorm. High 
86. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, so I came across a story on uh, Breitbart yesterday, and I don't know if it's uh, received a lot of coverage locally. Uh, and since it's about potential election fraud, I thought of Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation, who's a former member of the Federal Election Commission, and he's been on the show many times, and he joins us now. Hans, how are you? I'm doing great, John. Uh, ha- happy uh, Memorial Day weekend to you. Yes, thank you. And uh, and and I, as soon as I saw this, I, I thought of you because you are Mister Election Fraud. Not that you've been guilty of it, um, <laughs> but uh, h- here's the story. Uh, it's from um, Breitbart yesterday, and it says, and I don't know if this. I just want to see if you think this is um, anything unusual because it's it's a Pittsburgh story. That's why it caught my eye. The lawsuit. There's a lawsuit alleged that Allegheny County had not uh, properly. Well, first of all, let me get to the let me start at the beginning here. This is the the, the name of the group is the uh, Public Interest Legal Foundation. I don't know if you've heard of them. Right? Has oh yeah, has, no, have I, you? I know them very well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Has reached has reached a settlement with Allegheny County, which apparently uh, because of their voter rules, which apparently include about sixteen hundred dead registered voters, um, and uh, for having about sixteen hundred dead people on its voter rolls, close to seventy five hundred voter registrations that have been flagged as duplicates, one five thousand five hundred twenty two uh, one thousand five hundred twenty three registered voters who claim to be one hundred years old and over, and eleven hundred and seventy eight registered voters who are missing dates of birth. Uh, that's just part of it, and and I'm just wondering. Uh, it says the lawsuit alleged that Allegheny County had not properly cleaned its voter rolls in accordance with the National Voter Registration Act of 1993. This week, Allegheny County officials reached a settlement that mandates the county provide records within 60 days about the dead people and duplicated voter registrations on its voter rolls identified by PILF. This was also part of a judicial watch uh, a lawsuit, I guess. So is this, uh, is this a big deal? Is it common? What do you make of that? Yes, it is a big deal, and I, I need to uh, tell you that I'm actually on the board of directors of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. Okay. Um, yes, it, it, it is a big deal because, for example, um, look, all the voters that um, they found that were registered multiple times, it, and by the way, it included uh, uh, voters who were registered two, three, four, even seven times in Allegheny County, um, since the county hadn't found them and didn't realize that these people were registered multiple times, um, you've you got a primary coming up uh, <laughs> very soon, and it would be extremely easy for somebody who's registered four times to request four absentee ballots and complete them and send them back. And since the county has, has not yet cleaned up the rolls, and doesn't realize who it is that's registered multiple times, how are they going to prevent that? They, they, they can't. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, I don't know how familiar you are with Allegheny County, but um, you, could have, uh, you could have Adolf Hitler run as a Democrat against Thomas Jefferson as a Republican, and Hitler would win. Um, it just There's no <laughs> way a Republican is going to win, uh, in, you know, in, especially in the city. And um, so if, uh, why they would feel a need for a need to, you know, pad the vote, they're not going to lose. It's just um, I guess it's their, their, if, it's, if it's the Democrats doing it, I'm assuming it is. They're the ones who are in power everywhere. Yeah, but padding the vote. Um, look, we know that happens in Pennsylvania because uh, I'm sure you saw it just yesterday. The U.S. attorney who covers the Philadelphia area yep. um, put out a press release about a local election official there who was bribed by a political consultant who has worked for numerous candidates, including, by the way, apparently state judicial candidates, to pad the votes of his clients, other Democratic candidates. And that election official admits that he went uh, in polling places, he would go in and vote multiple times when people uh, were not looking and when he thought he could get away with it. Um, so he was clearly padding the vote 
of Democratic candidates in, in Philly. So, you know, th- this just happened yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. He, he would go up to the uh, to the voting booth and just as quickly as he could vote as many times as he could, multiple times. Right. You know, he would every every time he got a chance. When the I guess when the when the crowd thinned out and he had a chance to sneak in there, he'd go in and vote as many times as he could. He probably got pretty good at it, <laughs> you know, doing it pretty quickly. Um, but uh, so I, that I I wanted to run that by you, and I uh, I, I knew you'd have a a, a take on it, but. The other reason I wanted to get you on was the big push by the Democrats for voting by mail. Uh, obviously, the president is pushing back. Why is that so attractive to Democrats? Well, I'm afraid it's because they want to make it easier to cheat and easier to manipulate election results. Because in conjunction with that, they are pushing to relax or get rid of all of the security protocols that that states have put in place, like, you know, witness requirements, signature comparisons, et cetera. They don't want any, anything like that happening. And look, in Pennsylvania now, uh, with, you know, the latest changes, once you request a absentee ballot, you can have your name added to a list so that from then on, every election, a ballot will be automatically mailed to you uh, without having to request it. Well, uh, that means that as people die, as people move away, uh, they're going to continue to get absentee ballots going to that address because the state counties are so bad at cleaning up voter lists. Um, then, and that's going to put a ballot in the hands of whoever is living at that address now to be able to vote another ballot. Amazing. I saw a story about votes that were mailed from voters in South Carolina ending up in Maryland. Um, and what are the chances of unintentional screw-ups with mailed-in ballots? Is that something that would have happened by accident, or did that? I mean, how would what what could how could that happen? Uh, it, yeah, it's not just intentional conduct; it is also um, screw-ups in the postal system, and uh, we know those are bad because um, listen, John, every uh, after every federal election, the U.S. Election Assistance Commission, which is a federal agency, files a report with Congress on the data they've collected from the states. And one of the things they collect data on are absentee ballots. In the 2016 election, remember that the, the margin of uh, victory uh, in the national popular vote, remember Hillary Clinton had 2.9 million more votes than Donald Trump. Well, according to that official EAC report to Congress, um, there were 6.5 million absentee ballots all around the country, the mail-in ballot, that were either misdirected, in other words, were sent to the wrong address, or the Postal Service sent them back to election officials saying, uh, no such person lives at this uh, address uh, of a registered voter, or uh, they, they have a category called unknown. Unknown means election officials don't know what happened to the ballot. They put a ballot that had been requested by a voter into the mail and then never heard another word. So we don't know if the voter that requested the ballot just decided, eh, I really don't want to vote, or whether it, it never ended up uh, at their home. We just don't know. Well, think about mm-hmm. that. 2.9 million votes versus 6.5 misdirected or unaccounted for and so it doesn't it doesn't look all that good for the democrats when you hear stuff like that to be instead of saying let's clean this up they're saying let's expand it and make it easier to screw up and that, that uh, i mean I, you know they're not even a sh- they're not even embarrassed by that that, that, that no they're not <laughs> they're not at all and and keep in mind that every Every push that's going on by liberals all over the country, both in Congress, also they've been trying to um, force states to allow vote harvesting. Vote harvesting uh, means that you allow anybody to show up at a voter's front door to pick up their absentee ballot. So they're pushing to allow candidates, people who work for campaigns, party activists, and political guns for hire to show up at voters' doors to pick up their ballots. And that is so unwise because you're putting ballots 
a valuable commodity into what? The hands of people who have a stake in the outcome. And there are plenty of cases that have shown um, that ballots like that often get altered or changed uh, by those uh, individuals. They don't get delivered. And um, sometimes they put pressure and try to intimidate voters in their homes to vote a particular way. Talking to Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation, uh, also a former member of the Federal Election Commission, so he knows about this stuff. Now, this Breitbart ran the, uh, ran the story about Allegheny County that I just ran by you, and here's right. a here's a um, response to the story in the comments section from someone who calls herself Empathetic uh, RN. She said, "I just voted by mail in Allegheny County." So the way that the mail-in ballot works is that the voted ballot goes into a plain envelope, and then that plain envelope goes into the postage-paid envelope to be mailed. But we have to sign and date the outside of the postage-paid envelope. I can also see people forgetting to sign and date, which would uh, invalidate the ballot. It would be very easy for some dishonest vote counter to just look up my name, find out which party I'm registered, and how can I be sure that the person just doesn't toss my whole ballot? Well, she's exactly right about that. And in fact, um, you may recall uh, after the 2018 election, remember, there was one congressional race that was contested. Uh, that was in North Carolina. And yep. in fact, um, the election was overturned. And the, the political consultant who engaged in vote harvesting, uh, one of uh, some of the evidence showed that they picked up ballots from voters and didn't deliver them. And of course, the reason for that uh, very simply is, for example, if you represent a Democratic candidate and you're going through a neighborhood where you know folks are voting Republican, you have every incentive to pick up those ballots and not deliver them. Yeah. Hey, how about just having a, re- a voting booth and you go in and vote? I mean, what, what was wrong with that concept? Uh, uh, There's nothing know? wrong with it. And in fact, <laughs> even in the middle of, of COVID-19, remember... Um, as long as you have the same safety protocols in the polling places that are being put in place today for when we go to grocery stores and pharmacies, uh, you can safely vote. Uh, Wisconsin was able to do it on April 7th. They had 300,000 people vote in person. And there are medical, there, there's a report out uh, just recently within the last couple of days by medical specialists saying there's been no surge in COVID-19 infections as a result of the election. Right. So uh, how about out in California? Um, uh, You had a story, uh, a piece you wrote at the Heritage Foundation, a guy in California who registered registered his four dogs to vote. How'd that work out? (laughs) Uh, The only reason anybody found out about it was because he – He publicized it to show how easy it is to engage in voter registration fraud. County election officials did not catch it. They had no idea that the registrations were not for uh, real people. Well, I have two dogs, and they're both going to vote for Trump. So uh, (laughs) I just want everybody to know that. Uh, So you have – I only have about a minute left here. Um, You have a lot of interesting stories, I'm sure, at the – Heritage Foundation Election Fraud Database. People can go there and look That's at right. all these stories, right? Yeah, we've got almost 1,300 proven cases. And by proven, I mean people were convicted in a court of law of, of engaging in fraud or a court ordered a new election or, like in the uh, North Carolina case, the State Board of Elections ordered a new election because of fraud in the election that they found. And the Democrats are out there saying that that, that voter fraud is just a Republican myth, right? Yeah, well, that's just not true. Uh, There's plenty of cases of it, and it's something that we need to take precautions against. Hey, Hans, always good to have you on. I'm out of time, but you cleared it up for me, and uh, it should be an interesting election if they get away with doing it all by mail. That should be really fun to watch. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yeah, sure thing. Bye-bye. All right, thanks. That's Hans von Spakovsky, Heritage Foundation. Go to the uh, Heritage Foundation and check out their election fraud database. You can read all these stories. We'll be right back. Worried about deductibles and copays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? 
Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Stagerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, co-pays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. Eric Metax is here. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family. And one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. But what's there to watch? Well, I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary that explores convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? And the results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at Home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager and Graham Lotz and me, yours truly, will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP384 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2 to 4%, and tiredness, 2 to 3%. While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvy.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's a disinfectant that kills viruses. It can be used on surfaces and floors by mixing one-third Genesis 950 with two-thirds water. Apply to surface and clean with fresh water. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Code SALEM. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Now, I told you I wasn't going to say the C word uh, today, and um, I, I did it. I, I think Hans might have slipped one in there during his uh, one of his answers, but uh, I wanted to get through an entire show without talking about, you know, the the disease that everybody's talking about, and so I'm glad to have uh, avoided that, and I don't have to talk about it again until Tuesday, because Monday I'm off. You'll be able to hear Sebastian Gorka here instead. Uh, I'll be off for Memorial Day. Meanwhile, it is Friday, and you know what that means. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Yeah, I almost feel guilty this week. Uh, We'd like to spend some time thinking about who should get this prestigious award. I don't like to repeat things that we just had on our air a little while ago, but come on, we we played it for you in our first segment in case you missed it. 
We have it for you here again because it's one of the dumbest things ever said by a jerk of the week candidate. That's right. It's a late entry, very late entry, just in the last hour. But it beats every candidate we've heard from this week. And here is your Windows or Us jerk of the week, Hansy Joe Biden. I'm prepared to say that I have a record of over 40 years and that I'm going to beat Joe Biden. He's going to beat Joe Biden. That's right. He will do a great job of beating Joe Biden. And between now and November, it's going to be really hard for everybody to beat out Joe Biden and win the Windows or Us Jerk of the Week Award. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Well, we've got a little bit of time left here. How about a little sports note then the week? Uh, the Steelers are, according to Bert Lawton, a good man who's their uh, communications director there, he says that they have held back 50% of the normal ticket uh, allotment inventory when individual game tickets went on sale today for the 2020 season. We are being proactive with these limited amount of tickets as we are preparing for possible social distancing scenarios at Heinz Field this year. Tickets are uh, expected to go pretty quickly. Uh, you can buy them at the, uh, at the Steelers' website. And uh, the Steelers are supposed to play a game on August uh, 6th in Canton. It's the Hall of Fame game against the Dallas Cowboys. That's um, that's a little bit over a little bit over two months away, right? June, July, August. Well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, June, July, August, three months. And um, I don't know. I think you got to practice before you can play a football game. And I'm surprised that that game hasn't been canceled because they have to know that you know there's a lot of preparation goes into that whole Canton uh, the Hall of Fame weekend, and it hasn't been canceled yet. So. They must be pretty confident they're going to play it. And I don't know if they're going to have fans there, but it's going to be a fiasco. And that's coming up uh, August 6th. Thanks to Mike and Darren for help, helping out uh, uh, this week, uh, producing. And I'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. 